Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Hi, I'm Alana McGinn, founder of GoodnightSleepSite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. Our global team of certified sleep consultants can work one-on-one with you to help your family members sleep better. From babies to teens and adults as well, we can help you put the right sleep plan together to help your child or yourself sleep better. Remember the sleep plan is only part of the process. The ongoing support you will receive from your good night consultant is what will help you stay consistent, accountable, and sleep educated to make sure you are successful in your overall family sleep goals. Our goal is to help you become your own family's sleep expert. And we take pride in our education and above and beyond support we offer to all families who sign up with us. You can head over to goodnightsleepsite.com to find out how you can work with a good night sleep site consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. mornings are getting darker. It can be tougher and tougher to get out of bed in the morning. And if you already aren't a morning person, it can be really hard getting back to your normal routine after summer holidays and suddenly getting out of bed can turn into a huge dreaded event. There are some things that you can incorporate into your lifestyle to help you become more of a morning person. And I'm going to share some easy changes that you can make to not only help you fall asleep a lot easier, but also help you wake up easier in the morning. So you would think that when we are starting to talk about how to become more of a morning person, we would start with tips and suggestions on what lifestyle changes you can make in the morning to help you wake up a lot easier. But I might surprise you by starting before you even go to bed, right? And something like just getting prepared for the morning in the evening could help make waking up a lot easier. So simple tasks like preparing your work or your school lunches at night, um, choosing outfits, what to wear. If you have kids, choosing their outfits because those morning routines with kids can get hard. Let me tell you a little Um, It's hard to kind of explain this over podcast, but I'm actually, I will post a visual picture of it in the podcast notes over at goodnightsleepsite.com. And what I did when my kids were little, I have three kids, as some of you guys know this, and what I did to help those mornings go a little bit easier was I would actually do it on a Sunday evening. So it was at night, but it was one night a week and I would have a bin. It was a five drawer bin for five days of the school day. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
And that night I would, and this is when they were young enough to allow me to plan out their outfits. I mean, now my kids are older and they're able to dress themselves and choose their own outfits. So we're talking like preschool, kindergarten, grade one, that type of thing. And I would pick out their outfits down to like underwear and socks, everything. For all three kids, I'd lay them all out on my floor. I would have all their outfits and each would go in their bin. So in the morning, they knew. And it was also a really great way to teach them how to dress themselves and teach them those independent skills. So in the morning, I would just say, go get changed. They would know to go whatever day of the week it was. If it was Monday, go in their Monday bin, grab that outfit, put it on. I'm telling you guys, it was so much less struggle and battles. It was that is a mom hack or a parent hack, I will say, that you should take away with you. So um, things like, like I said, you know, planning out the outfits, packing up school bags, your work bag, doing all of these things before you go to sleep. This is going to save you the time in the morning, like I said, in those battles as well. It's even going to allow you to get some extra sleep time because you're not going to have to do these things in the morning. So getting as prepared for the morning at night as you can will make your mornings flow that much easier. You also want to rethink your nighttime activity. So I'm always talking about, you know, bedtime, what to include, what activities to include at your bedtime. But you also have to think of what lifestyle activities might actually be some sleep busters. So while having that active lifestyle is promoted and supported and it really contributes to healthy sleep, Working out right before you go to bed can actually make it difficult to fall asleep at night. So try to move your workouts to the morning and reschedule working into the late wee hours of the night. Okay, now everyone is different. Some of you might be listening to this and say, you know what, I work out at night and it actually helps me fall asleep and I sleep great. Like I said, when you know things are working for you, who am I to tell you to change it? But if you find that it's not, it's really getting that adrenaline flowing and going then just move it to earlier in the day so it's not so close to bedtime. You also want to avoid eating big meals at least four hours before bedtime because we don't want our body busy digesting its food when it really should be focusing on sleep. So really try to have meal time at least four hours before you go to bed. For our kids too, it can help. And have your dinner be kind of that last meal of the day before you go to bed. Try to avoid eating, you know, snacking a lot and eating bigger meals closer to your bedtime. You want to also create the right bedtime, right? And we talk about bedtime a lot. So on average, you should be getting those seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Now, our wake time is dictated by our life, right? We all have to wake up to get the kids ready for school at a certain time. We all have to wake up to get out the door for work at a certain time. So base your bedtime, keep those seven to eight hours of sleep in mind and base your bedtime on what time you need to wake up in the morning, right? So count seven to eight hours back from that. And by sticking to that consistent bedtime, you're going to help sync your natural body clock which is going to allow you to fall asleep easier and actually wake up easier in the morning. True fact, all right? And I gotta bring it up, guys. We have to practice a bedtime without electronics. Tech, you know my feelings about tech in the bedroom, okay? Those bright screens from your electronic devices really does trick your brain into thinking that it needs to stay awake, which is going to mean poor sleep throughout the night and a tougher wake up in the morning, okay? I'm gonna have a confession. There was a couple of years ago when I had a surgery, nothing serious, but it was a surgery that made me stay in bed for, for a little bit. So I was um, in my bed for a lot. 
And so of course the iPad came up and the TV came up, which were is normal big no-nos in my house. No, no tech in the bedroom and no TVs in the bedroom. But during this recovery stage, obviously that was that was happening. And as I recovered, the TV stayed. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was a bad girl. The TV stayed, and you know, I was feeling better and I wasn't, you know, stuck in my bed, but the TV stayed in the bedroom, and I was finding that I was having a harder and harder time to wake up in the morning. And I just, I felt more groggy and foggy during the day. No lie. And this had nothing to do with recovery. I was recovered. Things were fine. I was healthy and happy and great. Um, and once I removed the TV and I stopped falling asleep to that, um, and to the iPad, I really did notice a difference in my sleep. And I know this. I mean, I, I have to practice what I preach, but listen, guys, I'm human. Okay. It happens. Um, but I really did notice a difference. So if you are struggling a lot in the mornings and you you're feeling like you're doing everything right, but you're falling asleep to the iPad or you're falling asleep to your phone or to your TV, try removing it for a month and see if you notice a difference. And I will bet that you will. Okay. So give yourself that tech curfew before you go to bed, power down at least an hour before you go to bed. Okay. 90 minutes if you can do it, but an hour I'm happy. All right. Okay. So now we talked about what to do at bedtime, but what can you do while you're, while you sleep to help you wake up easier in the morning? So always start off with that sleep environment and you want to create the perfect sleep environment by blocking out any sleep disturbing sounds, um, things like earplugs or sound machines. Okay. This is going to keep things nice and quiet and really mask out some of those external sounds, um, you know, whether that be a snoring partner or uh, a creaky house, or if you live on a busier street, um, or if you have a pet who makes a lot of noise, all of these things can really help. Okay. You also want to keep the bedroom at the right temperature. Now you don't want it too hot. You don't want it too cold. I personally think we all sleep in a cooler, better in a cooler environment. So find out what temperature works for you. You know, maybe that means sleeping with the window open or wearing lighter pajamas or changing your bedding. Once you've hit that ideal body temperature, you'll be able to achieve that proper restorative sleep, um, which obviously will make mornings a lot easier to wake up. So like we don't want to eat those big meals before we go to bed because we don't want our body busy digesting food instead of focusing on promoting sleep. We also don't want our body too hot or too cold where now it needs to focus on regulating our temperature when we really want it focused on good sleep. So everybody's different. I personally think we all sleep better in a cooler environment. So aim for that. But you might be that individual that really needs those socks on at night or that heavier blanket to sleep in. If that's what works for you and that's what promotes better sleep for you and an easier wake up in the morning, go for it. Okay. So we talk night. We talk sleep. Obviously, there are a few things that you can do in the morning to help you get out of bed with more alertness and energy, right? So let's talk about the alarm clock that's sitting on the bed. Love my alarm clock. I will always choose an alarm clock over a phone to help me wake up in the morning, but hitting snooze can actually make it harder to wake up for two reasons, okay? The obvious is that it becomes a waking obstacle as it's easy to hit the snooze button when it's right beside your bed, right? So also the sleep you get in the nine minutes before the alarm goes off doesn't allow you to get that restorative sleep, making you feel almost worse when you wake up, right? Sometimes when we hit that snooze button, we almost feel worse after the alarm goes off after hitting the snooze button than we did when the alarm originally went off because we're stuck in that sleep inertia. It feels like that sleep hangover, okay? So the best thing to do 
set your alarm to go off, put it on the other side of the room. Okay. So now you have to actually force yourself to get out of bed, to wake up and turn it off. And you're awake when the alarm clock first goes off. Okay. Also, when we go to sleep, we want to promote darkness to allow our natural sleep hormone melatonin to prepare our bodies to sleep. But here's the thing. When we wake up, we want to work towards suppressing that melatonin, right? To help keep our 24 hour body clock in sync. So while this hormone suppresses naturally on its own in the morning, the best way to gear up your body to naturally wake up is by immersing yourself in natural light. By, you can either open up the blinds, right? Because we're setting that alarm clock at the other side of the room. So on your way to turning it off, open up that blinds and get that natural light first thing in the morning in. Or you can use a natural light simulator alarm clock that naturally increases its light to help you wake up in the morning. And this is going to give you that simulation of um, natural light, which is going to help again suppress that melatonin and help you wake up a little bit easier. So mornings are the time, in my opinion, to get in your daily exercise. Um, That's when I tend to do it. This can really help re-energize those morning blahs. It also helps boost your metabolism. And Hi, ladies. We all want that metabolism boosted. So this is going to help boost that throughout the day. And it also creates that drive to sleep at night. Our goal is always throughout the day is really to increase as much of a drive to sleep at night as we can. So this is why when we live a life, um, a sedentary life, where we're not doing a lot of activities, a lot of physical activities, we're not getting up and moving around, We're not essentially building up that drive to sleep, and that can actually make it harder to fall asleep at night, and then in turn, harder to wake up earlier in the morning. So getting in that physical activity, getting out and moving, getting in that fresh air, in that natural sunlight, all of these things is going to help build our drive to sleep throughout the day, which is going to make it easier to fall asleep at night, and in turn, make it easier to wake up easier in the morning. So just like we would practice a consistent bedtime routine, we also want to practice a consistent morning routine, right? And this is something that can be applied for the whole family because when everyone in the family has that consistent flow and their own morning routine jobs, um, it really can make mornings that much easier. So for, you know, if you have kids, you can incorporate things like routine flashcards or a family schedule that are visible where everyone can see it follow it, and understand what the morning expectations are. And here's a little tip that I actually heard from Martha Stewart. I listened to one of her keynotes once, and um, she shared this tip, and I have been, I really do try to practice it wholeheartedly um, as often as I can, and that is to hold off checking my emails, logging into social media as soon as I wake up. Okay, so what I tend to do is I'll wake up in the morning, my phones, everything is downstairs. So I walk downstairs rather than going to my phone right away. I will put the coffee on because I need my coffee in the morning, put the coffee on. I'll start the kids breakfast. I'll start um, helping them out with lunches or whatever needs to, to happen. But I really try not to check my phone um, or computer or anything like that at least 30 to 45 minutes after I wake up. Okay. So this kind of allows you know me to clear my mind and just be present first thing in the morning rather than bombarded 
with stress at work or the chaos of social media. So um, again, it's a tip I heard from her and one that was really easy to implement and one that I really try to do as frequently as I can. And I really find it really helps um, helps me with my morning flow. So listen, guys, I know this time of year is tough and mornings can be the worst, but by making these easy changes, and they are pretty easy throughout the day, and you don't have to apply them all, just take, if you can even take just two or three um, suggestions that I made in this podcast, it can really help your mornings, and then mornings aren't so bad, and you no longer have to dread those early mornings, you know, coming up in this fall and winter. So I really hope that that helps, guys. Thank you so much for joining me, and until next time, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. Thanks for listening, guys, and be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts, and download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better 